This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello, everyone. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles, and you just have me today. And because I, I'm going to be deep diving into a lot of the things that get authors into literally what I call deep doo-doo. And so it, it's really, today's show is all about avoiding some of those book publishing blunders, their bloopers, the boo-boos. Sometimes it's just so easy to stumble into some of this stuff. Some of the times you have to work hard to really screw up. And let me tell you, I have been on uh, on that fence. I have made huge mistakes in my authoring journey, and I've had some amazing home runs. So I think what's important to say, there isn't an author who doesn't have a list that starts with next time. Or if I had it to do all over again, I would. Or if I only knew now, or maybe I should say it this way, if I only knew then what I knew now. I mean, that's the way it is. It's, it's just life. It's part of the learning curve. So I'm going to be putting together, this is really going to be coming out of my next book, which is going to be called How to Avoid Book Publishing Blunders, Bloopers, and Boo-Boos. And that we're just going to be almost like a bucket list. Uh, some of the the right stuff to get through versus some of these really common say, place snafus and boo-boos along the way. But what you've got to get is they're going to cost you a lot of money. Um, sometimes, and, and you know, for some people, a few hundred dollars is a lot of money. For others, it you know, thousands of dollars is a lot of money. But the reality is mistakes cost money. They cost it in the hard currency and they cost it in your time and it costs it in lost opportunity. Maybe you misdirected monies to something that just, you know, was a disaster. And by the way, I have done that one. Sometimes small amounts of money, uh, you know, in time, and they can just really the domino for you, and that that's what we're going to be looking at. And the other thing is, is that, you know, sometimes mistakes can allow you to become so vulnerable that you can easily get sucked into what I call publishing predator land. So that's what we're going to be looking at, and I'm just going to be jumping in. Uh, to a variety of things that you can be moving along um, in here. And, and I'm just going to kind of start with a kind of one, two, three, and then make comments about it. I'm going to give you maybe a tip to help you bail out. So one of my very first things, and I tell all authors, is that if you don't treat your authorship and the publishing journey you're on as a business, you're going to run into not just barriers, but major roadblocks. So my question for you is, are you in this for something to do, or are you really serious about being successful? It's really important to be clear on what it takes to break even. 
And, and one of the things that I find very important to do is to, you need to put together some kind of a, a book spending plan or a book budget as you go through these. For me, I always have an X amount of dollars set aside for editing. And I look at editing as, as much many books as I've done. I need editing. Everybody needs editing. And that I usually look at two phases of editing. I don't do a content developmental editing because that's actually what I do professionally. Um, when I take on as the book shepherd, when I'm working with authors, sometimes I have to really get in and restructure and rewrite. When it goes into the grammar and the punctuation and the copy editing, I turn that over to other people, which means includes yours truly. And then what I also do, which I think is absolutely essential, is that you have a uh, what I call a cold eye edit. Once your book has been laid out, like it would read as a book book, that I have someone else who's never seen the book before who I routinely go to. I have three cold eye editors that I use within our team for our clients. And I take the book to one of them, and their job is to also, they have to, they have to do this portion in a printout, in your lap, in your hand, readout. And we go through them, and we're looking for missing quotation marks, backwards quotation marks, mixing periods, double periods. All of a sudden, a word is dropped, or maybe a line got dropped in layout. And by the way, that does happen. Is there, you know, are, are there too many hyphens? Uh, on a page, which I am nutsy about. Uh, different things, different things. Does it flow? All right, that's the cold eye editor. That comes back, that goes into layout, and then we have a voila. We're ready to go into print, whether it's an offset printing, whether it's a print on demand, a short run. So we do that. So I have a certain amount of money set aside that I know is going to get me through that part. And then I have to, you know, we have to, I always print my books. So they're going to be formally laid out. And I don't care. Here's another mistake. The mistake number two is that doing just ebooks, but I'll come back to that. So I think that um, when you do it, have it printed out um, and, and set it up for that, whether it's print on demand and you can do one at a time, I, I absolutely encourage you, please, please, please have a professional cover designer really make the book cover scream out that, that I'm rocking. And secondly, I would have a layout. Now, you can have someone who will go through line by line by line, do it, or maybe, you know, you're a DIYer. So you might want to go into uh, getting one of the templates. And if you're going to do that, I'm going to refer you to Joel Friedlander and go to the bookdesigner.com's website and, and just purchase his templates that would be the right fit for your genre. You can get them for well under 100 bucks. And that, you know, Joel's been designing books for a zillion years. He's even got a relationship now with Ingram Spark. So you could, if you want to not go to thebookdesigner.com, you can go to ingramspark.com and purchase the uh, templates through them and, and take advantage of that way. But it at least give you a professional, professional versus DIY to the look. So treating authorship and business as a plan. Are you serious about being successful? Do you know what it takes to break even? Which means how many books do I need to sell after I get my cover design, my interior design, whatever I pay, whether it's 50 bucks or, you know, many hundreds and hundreds of dollars or over a thousand dollars, whatever it is. 
Um, is it when I have editing, was that going to come into play? Anything else that comes into the cost, the creation of this book? All right. How much money is that? Now, whatever you're going to sell your book for, you know, whether if you're going to sell it directly, you know, you're getting in front of people, you're going to do special signings, you're going to do launching where you get 100% of the bucks, right? How many of those books do you need to do to get back 100% of your bucks? And if you have that, then how many do you need to come up on to have that? And then we'll have it together and, and figure that out. Bottom line, break even. So with treating authorship and publishing as a business, then you have to, the next thing you have to do is that what are your plan? Do you, in fact, do you have a plan? And you really want to have a game plan from the very get-go. Listen, success doesn't happen overnight. And if you think it does, then, you know, I have a bridge I want to sell you. I, I've, got, I've got guaranteed lottery tickets you can come and get. But, you know, and do not believe me when I say that. So it's your choice you choose. So my tip here is that publishing, it has a cost to it. Always. And the investment includes your time, your energy, and yes, your money. Know what that break-even is from the very beginning. Once you get those numbers out, crunch it out. Do you have to sell 200 books to cover all your costs? Do you have to sell 400 books to cover your costs? Okay, now what's the plan to move it out to position yourself to sell that many books? And believe me, once you start thinking this way, it will take on a whole new realm in it and and that's what's really important All right so second tip i refer to is don't just do an ebook so if if you just do an ebook you are leaving out a huge number of potential clients did you know that almost 70% of all books that are bought are p books they're printed 70% 69 to 70% 28 to 29% are e-books the savvy investor in their book publishing journey and I'm, I'm very serious when I say savvy investor because you're investing in what you're doing here is the savvy investor will go about and really look at okay so who's my market that's part of your plan by the way at the very beginning who's my ideal reader who's my ideal buyer now if you're writing books for millennials or young people, you know, your ideal reader may not be buying books. So how are they getting their information? Where can you create it so they store it and you can monetize it and take it off? This group may be your primary e-reader, but you, so you create the e-book, but you want to create at least a print-on-demand version that others will want it. Classic example, I had a client created a wonderful book, uh, you know, that's her short essay she brought together. She's a great writer, and her ideal market was women, and specifically women who loved home and hearth and gardening, um, and women who were well over 55. This is not the group that is hanging out in ebook land. It's not the group, and yet that's the only way she was going to do it. And it took me a lot of time to convince her 
to create at least a print-on-demand version, which we went, I mean, the book was done. It's already been edited. She's done all that. She's got a great cover. We created a very quick back cover and took it back to her, his, her designer. And within two hours, he had it all put together and done. And she had it that she could upload. And again, what we did is we just went to Ingram Spark and, and dueled it at Ingram Spark and CreateSpace. So she's got it. So now she's seeing sales that she never would have had. So don't leave the market out. Don't leave the market out. So don't just do ebook. And then I want to also say, make sure that you bring to the party an audiobook possibility. Did you know that um, Amex, uh, Amex, that's <laughs> American Express, Amazon owns ACX. ACX is huge in ebook land. Huge in ebook land. And Amazon has the Whisper program where you can create an audiobook that if it's within 2%, because, you know, let's face it, sometimes you finish a book and then you go back and tweak it a little bit. It's got to be within 2% of what that print book is, what your ebook is. You can combine them together. So if people buy an ebook, they can get the audio version and which, you know, that's another monetary trail for you. And so they can get the audio version and then they put it together. And if they're reading the E and they stop and then they're in the car and they turn it on, guess what? It goes right to where you left off. If they turn off the car or what other, you know, on uh, a, a tablet and they turn it off, it picks it up on ebook. It's very cool. So with that said, this is Judith Burrells. It's all through you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back with more mistakes and ahas and what to do about them. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866-3226-1106-DESIGN. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. 
First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Moving into more of the blunders, bloopers, and boo-boos to avoid, next one to really look closely at is doing your pre-work. And this is really important. So here's what I'm going to suggest you do very quickly. Um, once you have what your, you know, what your title is, you certainly want to put quotes around it, quotes around it, as well as your name, quote, quote, George Smith, quote, quote, uh, Susan Johnson, quote, you know, put that together. And I want you to register them, not only in Google alerts, but also register them on talk Walker, talk Walker. And that you bring that into play because, and I find Talk Walker actually gives me responses quicker than Google Alerts, which I think is interesting. So TalkWalker.com, Google Alerts. And your, uh, if you're following anyone else, uh, what your key theme is, uh, key words, get those into quotes and do that. And, and the reason why I'm saying quotes, if you put, for example, my name is Judith Bryles, if I just put Judith Bryles out there, I'm going to get alerts for every Judith that has a quote, every, every Bryles that is out there. Um, and that will make you cuckoo and drive your emails crazy. So be selective what you're doing it, but that's part of your planning here. All right. And then with that, you're going to go into play and that you have uh, a variety of things now that you can start doing in the planning. You know, bookstores, even though you may not be planning a massive uh, push to bookstores, they're still the uh, indie author's best friends. So I want you to befriend the closest independent bookstore that you've got around you. Um, I live in Colorado, so I've got some great ones called the Tattered Cover, uh, that has multiple stores in Denver. The Bookies loves Independent up in Boulder. There's the Boulder Bookstore. Uh, you're seeing wine and book bars starting to pop up, and they are great uh, partnerships to have. Go in to the biggest bookstore, and if, if you don't have an indie, you know, if, it, if, a, if you've got Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or any of those around, go into them and find out uh, who the book buyer is for your specific genre. 
and befriend them. Ask them, tell them what you're working on. Get their input. What they, ask them for suggestions. You would be amazed at how helpful they can be. Once you start working on your cover, I would take it in and show it to them. What do you think? Um, they might have some very specific suggestions. And for the developing author, let me tell you, an experienced bookstore employees offer some coaching even at times. What's moving in the store? What colors are popping on covers? What type of book customers are, uh, books are customers asking for? And what types of problems do they routinely hear their customers looking for that they need solutions to, that they've got these problems? What are the solutions? You might also ask them, this is a stealthy thing. You might also ask them, are, you know, do they have a list of local book clubs? And, that, and, and what are they buzzing about? And what are they reading about? This is all part of your pre-work. It's very important to pay attention to what's happening within your genre, whether it's in the news, in blogs, or maybe you've got a fantasy going on in your head. But whatever it is, start tweaking it out there. What you don't want to create is something that has become so passe. If you're just in the middle of writing, you know, if your topic, your theme, your idea um, has a world pass by, it's always important to figure that out. You know, have you created just another cliche? Now, I, I have a couple of clients right now working on books on leadership. You know, the first thought for anyone who does a lot of nonfiction books is, do we need another book on leadership? The reality is, yeah, there's always twists and turns, ahas that come about. Then even if you look at some of the leadership books, the books by Drucker, who was, you know, guru, Tom Peters, guru of the time, you know, were these tomes that are doorstops. That's not the way it is. Well, you know, when Malcolm Gladwell came on the scene and Daniel Pink came on the scene in the business writing, Short was the new black, reducing the size of the books, getting your key points out so they were chewable and nuggets became more the in thing. And reality, I tell my clients, hey, if you can create a book that can be read on a two to three hour plane ride, you've got a home run. That's the kind of thing we're looking for. Now, fiction's a different animal. You know, people like to, if they're really going to dive into a fiction, they really want to have a really good journey read that keeps moving forward and keeps them engaged. Business books, nonfiction books, people are more inclined, get me in and get me out. So what can you do with a twist? Maybe shorter, right? So one of the things in this whole planning arena is that it's important to think of yourself as kind of a universal sponge. What's hot? What's not? Get that publishing is a business. Said it you know, a few minutes ago. If you're a dabbler or a hobbyist, the odds of being successful, let me tell you, are extraordinarily remote. All right, number three mistake that authors consistently do um, is that they avoid thinking about this thing called the book platform, the author platform. So for me, there are three components that make up this. It's the passion. Are you passionate about your topic? When people hear me speaking about uh, publishing, I have a deep ingrained passion about it. They get it. They get it from my energy. They get it from my presence. They get it from my examples. They get it from my storytelling I use from the stage when I'm speaking. Have you created a vision? 
for both you as the author. I mean, where do you see yourself going here as well as your book? You know, right now I'm working on a very juicy, and I'm telling you, this is a juicy book. And that it's uh, not a normal book that I would <laughs> seek out. They came and found me. But it's a good book. Um, and it's called The Las Vegas Madam. And it will be out in December. And we're, I, mean, I, I will be finishing my work, um, my stage of this work, on the content editing today as you know the tonight as i as i'm speaking i'll be finishing it up it will go to the back to the author um who was the madam um and then it will go to layout uh, probably no later than monday so we're excited because in the pre-work we've done we already know that we have several huge uh hits on uh print on on television that will be featuring it when it pops out and that we've already got the cover done that was part of our pre-work and it's up on amazon where people can start to pre-order we're already starting thinking launch we've already got a publicity team involved in the positioning so that's part of the author's platform and her vision, she, you know, her vision has changed for the book as we moved along. So, and then the next component of platform building, passion, vision, is your commitment. So what are you going to put into it? This, this is the time. This is the energy. And yes, what kind of financial investment will you bring to the party? All these will come together. That's where your infrastructure is to move you forward. So, I, you know, the book I'm going to refer you to to really be the workbook, the guide for you, is my book called Author You, Y-O-U, Author You, Creating and Building Your Author and Book Platforms. And Amazon carries it. And then when you've got all this together, here's the exciting stuff. When you've got all this, this stuff together, then here's what happens. The crowds start building. They start coming buzz starts developing and because you're going to be incorporating things on your website yes that's part of your planning you're going to create a website and that branding that comes into place which we'll touch on in our next tip but that branding that comes into place is going to come back to you primarily that should be part of your plan and that people will start linking up it so you're going to create blogs you're going to create tweets you're going to create whether it's facebook whether you may have a book that is all over pinterest um wherever you belong and i'm going to recommend here that in your platform building that you really pull down two just two of these gazillions of social media platforms that you can spring off of you listen you can't kiss all the girls you can't kiss all the guys that um, it, it becomes overwhelmed and it's so easy to get overwhelmed especially in these beginning stages and you're trying to you know write your book finish your book at the same time so pick a couple that kind of you know fit you for me i knew it was always going to be twitter because i like things short i like things kind of punchy i like to move them out you want to make sure you get a good uh, social media management tool that you can pre-schedule like crazy way ahead of time 
um, and that you can have that up and then you can schedule tweets or Facebook posts or Google Plus or Instagram or any of the things way ahead of time so you could disappear for a couple of weeks and you know what? No one would know you were there. You know, uh, I, I use Hootsuite. Others use uh, a Buffer, social umps out there. There's a variety of tools. But for scheduling your social media posts, I would just go in Google, schedule social media posts, see what comes out, get feedback. My preference is Hootsuite. I learned it early on. And it, I have to tell you, it's been a godsend for me in what I do. For you, in your book and author platforms, what you want to do is start pushing out your virally because understand this, that the network of internet, what it brings to you in social media is so humongous, it's hard to imagine. But it's your town hall for all of your book marketing. It is your town hall. It will be how you shout out. So... The tip here is that savvy authors not only let their crowd know what a book is in, that it, their book is in the works, you're going to start the buzz. You're going to be the buzz starter. And that's what's so cri and critical and fun. I mean, it is fun to start thinking things of how you can tip them and how you can move it out and let things going. Um, and when you do that, that's why the cover is really important. Even, you know, even if you tweak it a little bit, maybe there's a slight change. Don't worry about it. So you, so you change it out. You change it out on your Amazon page. You change it out on your website. It's not a big deal. Nail down your title. Nail down your subtitle. Make sure you use keywords. Understand your keyword phrases. Everything that you're going to be writing as you're building your platform has got to start using these. This is Judith Browles. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. We're going to be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. 
Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. My next tip for you is just not having a written plan. I've already referred to it. And within that plan is you start thinking about that branding of who you are. My recommendation is that on your website that you it is your name. If your name is taken, you didn't grab that name um, early on, Add author behind it, or it may be, you know, Susan Johnson Books. Susan Johnson, I wouldn't say Susan Johnson Publishing. Um, would you get your book title as a .com? Yes, I would. Would you, if you're in your own publishing company, would you get the .com? Yeah, I would. But I just would have them all directed to my primary brand, which in my opinion should be you. And I would really work on someone, with someone, to create, as part of your plan, some really banners and logos that you have that reflect you in engaging. And, you know, I did, a, in fact, we did a, uh, last year, we did a great radio show. And I would refer you back, scroll back to some of our old shows. And it will say, I believe, something in the title, Author Photography, Author Photos, with Ashley Bratton. And she has such a unique eye on bringing out different elements of an author versus some of the standard headshots. The last thing you want to do is a what would look like a talking head to me type of, of, of shot. And I know we were playing around with some of my books and we moved me around in my office and different locations within my office. Um, and the one that I've really loved using a lot is I'm holding up my book that I mentioned uh, in the last break, Author You. And just kind of, um, you know, kind of the old, I remember you used to see the, the sign that said Kilroy was here. Um, and just kind of holding the book up in front of me and my eyes are, you know, you can see my eyes are smiling and glinting over it. And we have used that photo in so many places. And when people see it, this, oh, it's so friendly. I want to meet you. That's what you want to say. And you want to have that. So create something in that banner is part of your plan 
that it's going to be and it's going to incorporate your timelines you can carry it into whether your twitter banner your facebook banner you want consistency and i think that that's one of the things that beginning authors and even as old timers we we get such a hodgepodge of stuff going together and what i'm trying to do is encourage you to be really consistent with colors you use, with logos you use, with phraseology, creating a tagline um, for you. I know author you is one of our sponsors, and when its tagline is you know creating authors who want to be seriously successful. If you don't want to be seriously successful, authoryou.org is not for you. Okay, so for me, I have you know you know creating practical publishing advice and guidance for authors. That's what I'm about. So having that written plan, incorporating those taglines in this, you know, what what the timelines you are going to be using for that. And so you have benchmarks, who your market is, who are you writing for, what what kind of things that your book's about, what what kind of social media are you going to use to support and get your message out. Start thinking about this now. Otherwise, you're going to flounder a little bit. My next tip is critically important. I've already referred to it a couple times, but you've got to start early and engage often via social media to market your book. So, yes, you you know, you're most likely to do some publicity and PR once your book's out, but both have to take a back seat in the book buzz world to social media, primarily Twitter, Google+, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest. If your uh, your book is for the YA juvenile crowd, you know, Tumblr and Instagram are must-haves in what you're doing. So most likely you're going to need to create a Facebook page along with a fan page. And I'm going to say that when you create your fan or business page, whatever you want to call it, do your postings off of there and keep them off your personal. Separate personal from business. Stop intertwining them, which is what most people do. Start start a Twitter account and start tweeting. The sooner the better. You want to make sure that you get out there and identify who not only your competitors are in your genre uh, for publishing, but also within the industry, the professionals out there who are the top influencers in that. Uh, that for me, you know, I'm in the publishing. You bet that I am following people like uh, John Kramer, Joel Friedlander, Joan Stewart, uh, Jane uh, Friedman. I'm, I'm following these people, um, and they following me back. But that's one of the things that's important to see. What are they buzzing about? What are they chatting about? Do I want to do a blog, for example, on something that they just blogged out, link to their page, and get a double hit? Why not? Why not? The sooner you start doing this, the better. The sooner you start doing this, the better. And Twitter has come along in this past year with something called Periscope, which I know I'm going to be engaging in very, very quickly. Uh, we're doing our, you know, our uh, posters for it, but we're going to have the virtual book shepherd. We're go- we're going to be starting to do a daily uh, video on Twitter, and automatically. We're going to shoot it up into my YouTube so I don't even have to think about YouTube anymore. So these are the kind of things that you want to start about early and get involved in because, number one, it will become a habit and less painful. Because if you talked to me three years ago 
and said, you know, Judas, you've got to do this. You're going to have to do all the social media stuff. You need to think about Twitter or Facebook. Or here was here was my response. I said, no freaking way. And freaking is not what I said. But no freaking way am I going to waste my time, waste my time going down this path. I am too busy, and I am busy. I am swamped. But I got pushed into it, digging my heels in, you know, screaming, hollering. And boy, am I glad I did. And I'm going to do the same thing to you. You've got to jump into this and get involved. The earlier, the better. But just pick two. Just pick two, which is comfortable for you. And that's what you're going to play with. My primary are Twitter and LinkedIn. And where I took down the LinkedIn for the, we created the Author You group, and I encourage all of you to please join it. There's over 11,800 people there. The Author You group, and I will tell you, three years ago, screaming, kicking, no freaking way, Judith had 60 people in that little group. And because I started getting involved in it, engaging it, the group kind of runs itself. You know, where I used to have to put up all the stuff and goose people and get discussions going and get, you know, going back and forth and monitoring all the time. I don't. It kind of runs itself. And it will for you, too. So if you've got if, if you've got a topic that is a problem, cause, effect, solution in the nonfiction area, you should have a LinkedIn group. I'm telling you. Create your own and start building it. And there's all kinds of tips and tricks out there on how to do that. Um, and, and we'll do a whole show on it just separately. But that's the kind of thing that you want to think about. And my, my other ready mover, and I'll tell you the growth that we've had from uh, from people who listen to this um, either live or in podcast has been almost exclusively from what I put out on Twitter massively every day on different shows to bring people in. So I'm a firm believer in social media. I was a firm um, anti <laughs> believer in it a few years ago and I'm telling you get off it if you're there because you're just shooting yourself in the foot um, one of the huge mistakes authors repeatedly do is delay that strategy just you know just as I put into play so that sooner you get started the better that's the hot tip and you need to find your crowd and one of the things I'm going to suggest to you for building your crowd because you're going to say who do I know who do I know well certainly write a blog and encourage people to get out there but who those top influencers are you can go into them follow them but guess what pops up who follow them Start following their followers. Start connecting with their followers. Start sharing and friending their people. Uh, the odds are the great majority will follow you back because you see there's a synergy. You write about your expertise is in the same area, and that's what they're looking for. So it's a way to build, add hundreds a day onto your respective areas. Number six. Start selling your book before it's a book. This is really important. I can't stress this. Start taking pre-orders before it's even printed. Create a flyer. You know, I have a client tomorrow who is up in Canada speaking at a group. You know, we have her book all done. It's all laid out. It's being printed right now. Um, and we really did a rush, 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 rush just a few weeks ago and I would love to have had her had a physical books you know like a hundred books she could have sold at this group very very quickly but we couldn't get it done to have the books in hand for her to do so 
The strategy was we created a couple of oversized foam boards with the cover, which is really sharp on it. We worked on a pre-flyer for her that she could give out to everybody and offering an incentive to them if they bought now, which included, if you buy my book today, she's speaking at this group, if you buy my book today, you will save 25%. 25% off of the price you'd have to pay from Amazon. And what she's doing is she's giving them free shipping at this and doing that. And so reducing, she's not lowering her price per book, she's just doing the free shipping. And I'm sure because of the size of the crowd that's gonna be there, she will have anywhere from 50 to 100 sales. That 50 to 100 sales is going to pay for almost her entire print run. Wouldn't you like to do that? I think that's a good idea. So start selling everywhere you are. You put it up on your website. You start letting people know um, where it is and move it off that way. And you do that with, which is my tip number seven, create a pre-publishing and post-publishing flyers. So even once your book's out, once you start having other books, you want to make sure everywhere you go, you have them. You can create a bookmark and literally have it. And here's, here's a, you know, another tip, tip number eight. I want you to create a bookmark. And um, you could take, you know, put your book cover on one side. You might want to go into one of the cloud funding, or cloud, not cloud funding, the cloud creation programs like Wordle. Net and create, take all your keywords from your books or your aha from your books, fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter here, and create a Wordle cloud. Wouldn't that be fun? Keywords, put it on the other side, let people know that they can buy it wherever they buy it, whether it's bookstore, Amazon, or whatever. Give them the link and make sure you put on it. I would be honored if you would post a review on Amazon for my book and give them a go into the link. The, the wide, you know, it's wide, link on Amazon. Go to a shortener like bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y or tinyurl.com and shorten it, customize it, and put it on there so people can just type in a few characters and letters and get it there. So that that is just a critical idea to do on that, to bring it into to play. All right, this is Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. We're talking about blunders, bloopers, and boo-boos, mistakes to avoid as you go forward. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We're going to do a few more tips before we wrap up today, but here's my next one. If, if, if This is like number nine, that literally, if there is going to be a criticism on your book, this is going to be it. You didn't get an editor. you got to use professional editors, and I mentioned that at the top of the hour. You have got to bring these into play. From, you know, Stephen King... As successful as he is, I don't know how many gazillion books he's written, but it's a gazillion, and he sold a gazillion, million, billion type books that he has editors. And these editors do a variety of different things for him in the process. Do you think you're any different, any better? Make sure you have a professional editor. And you've got, you know, pay attention. And, and I can tell you, when I first got my books back, and 18 of my 34 books were published by the new, traditional New York publishing, and <clears throat> when the books came back in the old days, you know, they it was came back in a, the brown paper envelope, um, and they were just all marked up. And it was devastating. It was devastating to see all the slashes, the changes, and all that. So I got to the point where I was telling authors, if your editor does your editing on hard copy, 
which which I actually do, and then we put it into you know my team. They do it on hard copy, and then they go ahead and they put it in because it is different reading it on hard versus always on the computer. And that if you do that, um, don't open the envelope. <laughs> Just know it's there, and find quiet time. Get your favorite beverage. I don't care what the beverage is. Just get it. And just sit down with it and read through it. Don't get prepared to make any changes. Just read through it from beginning to end. And I will guarantee you, 90% of what that editor is recommending, you're going to agree with. So don't get your resistors in. Don't get your resistor knickers on. And get in and... I turn it around um, and just see what it is and accept accept those and then battle for the ones that are really important. Now, ideally, it's before you turn any book in for editing. And by the way, if you're planning on selling to New York, you're going to have to have your book edited before you go. See, in the old days, they took care of all that. It's not that way anymore. You need to have your book pre-edited before it goes in that manuscript. And, of course, the other big change is that... It, Three big changes. One, you're lucky to get any advance at this point if you go with New York. And if you do, it's significantly reduced. Number two, they expect you to have the first round of editing done before they take it on. Because they're only, they're going to do a lighter, lighter version. They don't do it the way they used to in the old days. And third, they're going to expect you to do the marketing. So those are huge, huge, huge changes. So in that... Um, you you want to have that done, and if if you have special words, special jargon, if you've made up stuff, especially my fiction listeners, I know you make up words and you make up stuff. You need to forewarn the editor if there is anything unique about a spelling, um, or a style, or a scenario, so they don't take it another way and go down another scene. Do that up front. You'll be really glad that you did. All right, so you've got, you know, a developmental content, which means some rewriting. You've got your copy proof and the grammar that comes in, and then you have the cold eye um, ever. And, and I have to tell you, when I go back to what I call the cold eye, that's after it's been laid out formally, I have never had a book come back clean. I have always had books come back with, oh my God, was that a good catch, good catch that was found that could make a difference. And don't forget, editing flows to your back cover. And if you have a dust jacket or flaps on a paper, there too. So make sure that you have that. All right. And then number 10 is not using the right cover and and, uh, and interior designers. Now, covers are the barker to the reader and the buyer. It, they, they're the shout out. Okay, pick me up. Look me over. So it, it is not just the front cover. It's the back cover and it's the spine of the book. So you've got to look at all of these things. And the where the cover, I mean, you're lucky to get someone pick up a book for three seconds. I see the cover. It's the pickup. you got three seconds. They're going to hang out on the back cover. That's where you could get 15 to 30 seconds of their time. And that back cover, it don't throw just a bunch of text on it. It's marketing copy. It's more, so what's the benefit? If it's fiction, give me some 
some goodies that are going to tell me how I'm going to fall into this book. You know, what something that's dicey or juicy or thrilling or awesome or amazing or whatever. Uh, you don't have to tell me what the whole plot point is. For heaven's sakes, don't do that. But pull it in so it will grab that that uh, group that follows, whether it's romance or mystery or fantasy or fill in the blank here. For nonfiction, you want to think about using some bullets, which are the key benefits and the value that they're going to take away. You can do it with statements. You can do it with questions. But And, and then the design. And, and also on that back cover, please, please, please don't have a dark cover you know, deep purple, deep, you know, charcoal, black, um, dark colors, dark blue, any of that which really screams that you have to now do your text in white. White text gets hard on the eyes after a few lines. So you want to stay away from that. You know, it doesn't mean you can't use some of it. Better yet, It'd be, if your designer would, if you have, you know, if, if it's dark on the front and you're wrapping and carrying it to the back, that you want them to have uh, maybe a, a box, some type of a boxing uh, call-out type of format on the back cover, which is a much lighter color. Maybe picks up an accent color uh, that you've used um, on the front. And that, or maybe it just, it goes, you know, it's a nice blend. But then you can go into a traditional color of font, whether it's black or maybe, you know, that deep charcoal or, or something like that. But, but, but design, get this designed in here. The other thing to know about back covers is that uh, you're seeing it out of New York now on trade papers, where traditionally they used to always put a short bio of the author and his or her picture. We're seeing a lot of that disappearing because uh, New York is viewing this, a traditional publishing. This is expensive real estate, this back cover back here. And um, I, if I can get in maybe an endorsement or something else, that um, I would maybe not uh, do it. And so we're going we're gonna to not do the bio and we'll get in something else that might be a better hook. Now, in some cases, as a professional, uh, that it makes sense to have that on there um, and you have a short bio and just a couple key lines. You don't have to tell them where you went to school. This is not your CV or your resume. This is just, you know, something that ties in. Are you a pioneer in a certain field? Uh, are you an internet? Maybe you want to put out that you're a, a, an international speaker, um, something like that. Just you know, these are little hints to remind people. If you look at the big boys in fiction, often they just have a full-blown uh, picture of the author on the back, and you know, you might. That's an option too. Um, that I, I know for one of my New York publishers. For one of my nonfiction books, because I was writing nonfiction, I guess what I write, um, put my full picture on the back cover, and then there was some, you know, type of some of the contents that were inside. So you never know. And I also, I, I had another publisher that wasn't a bad idea, that I had so much publicity on, on the book that they made a collage of key headlines from USA Today from uh, a statement out of Oprah, 
from CNN, from the Wall Street Journal, from Time Magazine, from Newsweek. I mean, they did a collage of things that came into play. So your imagination can really run the gamut here. But make sure you've got a professional collating all of it and putting it together because there are some rules with cover design that the do-it-yourselfers don't get. And that that would be, if I was going to say, what gets a book in trouble in reviews and book awards? Lack of editing and horrible design. And, and that's what's really important. So, And then, and when people buy books, here's what they do. One, does the cover grab me? Pick it up, turn it over. Two, is the back cover, do I have, is there nuggets in here that engage me and keep pulling me in? Three, they open up the book. Now they're looking at how is it designed? Is it just, and please don't do this. I mean, the people who write fiction, you can get away with it. Nonfiction people cannot get away with this today. Is it line after line after line after line after line? Does your text go on to perpetuity? Do you have paragraph, what I call paragraph perpetuity? Cut those paragraphs off. Make them shorter. People read in shorter bites today. Understand that. Consider bringing over an element from your front cover. Consider bringing an element over from your front cover and open your chapters with it. In Gail Mancini's wonderful book, To Tuscany with Love, a, a fiction that she put in what she calls the women's fiction genre. There was a really wonderful scene um, that you could see yourself just driving up this winding road to some kind of really gorgeous villa um, in Tuscany. All right, so that she took a, just an element of that scene and she dropped it into each uh, opening chapter. Um, in another book I did called The Last Days of Monaco, it has a huge wine glass on the front cover, very engaging, and the whole scene, you can see the harbor of Monaco in the wine glass, like it was, the, you know, at the base of the vino. And then what we did is we took portions of that and we dropped it in the cover. So there's just little goodies that you can do to make it engaging. For nonfiction, you want to have call-outs, sidebars, um, uh, nuggets that will help break make sure you help, uh, break it up, and that of course you have subtitles in that. So there, those are a couple of ideas that to bring you up. And I think the last one before we leave you today, and we're going to pick this up next week, is don't don't let people hang around you who who are negative, who don't work with you. And listen, if you've hired someone who just doesn't have your vision, um, who doesn't get it get rid of them. You got to let it go. And, and it's hard. Even though you spent some money, terminate it, go on, find the right team for you. With that, we're going to do a wrap today. This is Judith Browse. I'm your book shepherd. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. And what I want you to do is just keep on writing, keep on publishing, keep your vision and your passion intact. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. 
how to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.